Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen, the start of a new series, because that's how we do it on Morgan Hasn't Seen, we do series every month <laughs> based around a certain thing. And it feels actually quite nice this month, Janine, to be basing it around a new movie that's coming out. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing, because Creed 3 opened the month, didn't it, in terms of massive release movies. Of which, to be fair, this March, there's a there's a good handful. Well, great movies in March. Of, of movies to be released, which is, is exciting. Um, Creed 3 is, of course, a boxing movie, a movie about in-ring fighting. And that is the series we are focusing on. On Morgan hasn't seen this month. We, we can't strictly call it boxing movies because we're talking <laughs> about this movie first. Yes. Um, but we'll call, we'll call it fighting movies. We'll call it the fighting movies series. Yeah. It's a movie about some form of in ring fighting competition. Yes. Which is exactly what this movie is, Janine. I'm excited for this new series. Are you? Yes, um, I think we will get actually one or actually two Janine hasn't seen movies ooh, ooh. in this series because some of the fight movies I do really enjoy you've actually seen or I've made you watch before this show was a thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Like they're, Warrior. They're, yes, yes. And yes. Warrior would have definitely been on this list had I not made you watch it previously. But um, I think we have a fun mix uh, um, of some kind of silly things, some acclaimed things, um, some career-making things. Yeah. Uh, but yes, two movies, I think, on our list are movies that I have not seen. So it'll be a fun, a fun little journey through these fight movies. Well, do we have our finalized list? I believe we do. So today, of course... We are talking about blood sport, which is going to be yes. a fun discussion, I'm sure. Uh, we'll also be talking Girl Fight, the movie that solidified Michelle Rodriguez as the tough girl in every movie. I've heard great things about it. I think this was kind of her first movie, um, but I had never actually seen it. So that will be one Janine and Morgan hasn't seen. Um, Real Steel. <laughs> this is a kind of silly, fun Hugh Jackman movie with uh, fighting robots. <laughs> yes, the robot fighting movie. <laughs> yes, so I think you might uh, have some fun with that. Uh, then we'll be talking Southpaw, the Jake Gyllenhaal boxing movie. And closing out with Cinderella Man, which is the other Janine has insane. So. Yes, which is is a very acclaimed, acclaimed movie, boxing film itself. Yes. But yes, I, I suppose we start today with Bloodsport, don't we? <laughs> is it Jean Claude Van Damme's first appearance on Morgan hasn't seen? Possibly, uh, I think so. Yes, because we we did talk about Street Fighter, but that was on the Monday show when we were having fun talking about uh, video game movies. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? That's that's something notable, I suppose, isn't it? To yeah. start off 
this new series. Jean-Claude Van Damme, a, a staple of action movies, really, of yeah. a certain time. Um, and I, I'll, I'll call it what it is right off the bat. This is the best Van Damme movie I've seen. Have you seen a lot of Van Damme movies? No. No, I haven't, <laughs> but this is the best one. Uh, I think you just liked all the splits. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like the amount of times Van Damme did There did were the so many movie, which was a, a staggering amount, really. Excessive. There was a lot. But I mean, you can see there was a very specific scene where you can see uh, why they based the character of Johnny Cage off of him because one of Johnny Cage's finishing moves or big moves is a move that that Jean-Claude Van Damme does do in this movie. Ah, okay. Yeah. I see. Yes. Well, I mean, what I didn't realize is that this was actually like a real guy. <laughs> well, from what I've heard, there are disputes on if this guy is actually telling the truth. <laughs> now oh no yeah I, yeah I i did a little bit of reading up but yeah. apparently frank dukes who who van damme's playing in blood yeah he's real he's perfectly real he's a martial mm -hmm. artist yes um who by all accounts is a pretty good martial artist but this movie centers around a kind of secret to the death tournament yes and like you say there are disputes as to whether the real frank dukes actually Competed yes. in this uh, <laughs> secret to the death tournament and, and won it yeah. as the first, you know, Westerner to win it. I think they make a big point of saying, <laughs> yeah, because it's in Hong Kong. Um, but he, he, you know, apparently he started his own ninjutsu school and, and had a very specific style. Um, it's all it's all kind of that the guy i think is shrouded in a bit of mystery yeah yeah <laughs> but i never realized i would have never thought that this was this based, movie on, a was real based guy. on a real human being yes because it just seems entirely <laughs> fictional entirely insane i mean we get pretty heightened. much the equivalent of a bentos commercial in the middle of this movie so you've educated me on as well yes that is true i think we're gonna have fun talking about blood sport janine we do have to do one thing before we yes. get into a main discussion though what is that we have to say a huge thank you to the it's a wonderful podcast patrons we love to say thank you to our patrons on an episode of one of our shows each week so today is the day to say thank you it certainly is. And a big thank you to start off to Marie Zambino. Thank you, Adam Witt. Thank you to Michael Smith. Thank you, Maxwell Haddad. Thank you, Amber Coates. Thank you, Abby Friel. Thank you to Faraz Muthana. Thank you, 90s Comics Box, a.k.a. my big brother, Justin. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you, Tina Farrow. Thank you to Marcus Burton. Thank you to Movie Fanobi Steve. Thank you, Samir Tesfai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you to Califis. Thank you to the great Ken Napsock. Thank you to Tom and Kimber of the Odd Shape Channel. Thank you, Eric Garcia. And thank you to Billy Pollahan. Yes. Woo -hoo. 
applause for the patrons. Yay. Applause for the movie. Janine, I get the feeling <laughs> you thought I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I thought you would. I mean, I, I've I've caught you like enjoying some sillier fare. Caught uh, me as though it's a bad thing. Caught me <laughs> as though I'm committing a criminal offence. I mean yes what, you, for example, you, you are not what, completely what, what are these movies <laughs> what are these movies for example that you have caught me watching that are apparently a bad thing to enjoy i know i didn't say it was a bad thing it sounds like it <laughs> i think you it's more you've caught yourself enjoying them when you probably didn't expect to <laughs> possibly actually yes but yes. I, i'd like to know what what you which which ones you're thinking of in a similar, are you thinking of like similar style, a similar well, no, attitude I mean, of movie? Um, I think you had a preconceived idea about the Fast and Furious franchise, which we do talk about a lot. Um, that that turned out to be a series of films that you were very much against, but ended up really kind of enjoying overall. And they got very silly <laughs> to degree so i don't know um, why i have this perception in people that i don't like silly things and that i must be serious all the time where does I mean, it come it, from i mean i don't think you put out there how silly you actually are and i think i think you, see you i being, think I you being silly. british in general just predisposes you to have this preconceived notion of being very kind of serious. I would claim... Also, your general uh, taste in film is very much kind of um, you know, very mature. <laughs> lies! Not necessarily No, I'm just all. saying you love all kinds of films but the films you are drawn to are are typically more mature films noirs and classics and uh, yes but that know, doesn't mean that sometimes films. they can't be silly and and it's, i'm not saying i'm just saying there is a general perception that you have a particular taste and you put that out there so sometimes it can be a surprise when you like something like this um, but I don't okay. think you are incapable of liking things like this. So. I'm still claiming prejudice, but okay. <laughs> um, no, I did. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this. I, <coughs> I mean, the most recent Van Damme movie that I had watched before this was Street Fighter for that one episode of the Monday Show that I, I, I really barely considered it a movie because I don't quite know what it was. I was expecting that movie to be more like this movie yeah i think in terms of a fighting tournament there's no fighting tournament in or, or that there is a fighting tournament in street fighter but we never but they actually see they, any yeah they don't really focus on that um did you expect it to kind of be more serious or take itself more serious which Love i mean they're yeah yes I thought it did take itself seriously at times. I thought that the character relationships were treated pretty seriously. I mean, yes, okay, you get your journalist love interest, don't you, in the movie that just wants to find out what's going on at the 
Kumite, is it called? The <laughs> yes, woman. and the reason I can remember that is because there is an episode of the Boondocks where Granddad, he starts dating this woman, I think she's voiced by Aisha Tyler, where she is like somebody who has competed in the Kumite, okay. and every time she says it, you hear like these ninja swooshy sounds. No, <laughs> so like, yeah. anytime anyone says Kumite, you hear <laughs> <laughs> So it's like burned to my brain. So anytime somebody said that, I was just expecting to hear <laughs> sound. Fair enough. That is fair enough. Yes. So, um, yes, the Kumite uh, is the term. So, yes. Yeah, so so she so, yeah. she's in there as a as a bit of I mean look, this movie's from 1988 this movie has 80s action movie and 80s uh, ha- it has an 80s it, action, action movie attitude to it. it 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 is yeah. very typical at times yeah. but it has that quality to it that you can't help but be endeared by and I think that's just a, a simplicity of oh, that's always come across to me is a simplicity of characters. Yeah. Not to say they're simple, but they're incredibly easy to kind of characterize archetype and, and yeah, characterize yeah. Uh, yeah. often. So it makes us watching it just immediately gravitate towards some, immediately go against some others, and get us in the movie right then and there there's no grayness in movies like this and while we often like grayness in characters in movies and things like that it can make development interesting yes interesting stories interesting people in an action movie of this kind that's a simple fighting movie you're looking for archetypes. You're looking for yeah, good very is good and bad is bad, characters. and the, your character doesn't really need to develop any further than what he is. He just he just needs to accomplish his goal that he yeah. set out to do, and it does that, and, and we get that. So I think it ju- it it works for 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 a movie of its type of its era very very yeah. well. Yeah, um, it's kind of full of montages set to slightly over the top songs which <laughs> also or musical score which yeah works the the movie's full of van damme doing the splits on tall buildings and in random places in a park in on in the bedroom on some you chairs know, yeah in a part of his chairs. training tied to some ropes <laughs> On some ropes, it's full of it, and um, just you know, for to 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 show us all how flexible Jean Claude Van Damme's legs are, so yeah. we're not completely taken aback when at the end of the movie, his kind of big or one of his big moves is to seemingly kick his own foot over his own shoulder into the person's head. Yes, or which um, doesn't as, make physical as I sense. <laughs> but as I mentioned as well, the kind of big Johnny Cage move, which we see him do against Goro, is go into the splits and then punch your opponent in the balls. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, which he does. Do um, in this movie. 
but we have our our kind of friend characters as well who who are also competing in the tournament or involved in this tournament yeah um who we we meet kind of when we're there or frank meets when we're there van damme meets and this peter jackson looking guy yeah he's ogre from revenge of the nerds okay <laughs> the big kind of mean bully you know i mean that makes sense because he does look like yes. an ogre um he is he's the typical kind of side character who just is huge and has a lot of heart yeah and it seems so simple to to have characters like this be a found right hand man yeah yes to befriend our lead but it's not to say it, it doesn't always work because it kind of does end up always working to especially when you're working with a very straightforward plot like this yeah to boost the emotion of a character story because he's fighting in the kumite as well but gets pretty badly injured by kind of our big bad that everyone's kind of like the big kind of boss you know fight who's 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 very brutal in all his fights he and is kind of, yes he's also you know, massive this guy oh, yeah. he's like ridiculous like he's been taking some ivan drago injections oh yeah and he's, you he don't just look likes like to, that and yeah he and likes to play really. with his opponents and i'd like to think maybe this guy is in several van damme movies because ah, after okay. after Bloodsport, my tv kind of automatically went just right into another van damme movie which was double team where there are two Van Dams, <laughs> and oh one of the bad guys in that movie was this guy who was the bad guy in this movie. So I don't yeah. know if that's just I mean, a trend he, of him, you know. I thought he him. played. I thought he played this very, very obvious and very, very two-dimensional villain pretty well. To be honest, it's a hammy movie. Yeah, so he didn't need to say actors. much or do much or yeah. really uh, develop much. He just needed to come in in his fight scenes, be kind of brutal, say something snarky, give a look, a, like a sinister kind of laugh. And that's kind of all we really needed from him. <laughs> and this is uh, Bolo Yang or Young as Chong Li. Chong yeah. Li is our uh, big villain here. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's he's just as menacing as you as you would want him to be you feel an immediate dislike of him because he gets all this backstory of how horrible he is how brutal he is how he's killed people in this in this kumite because it is a fight to the death you can die nobody says anything if somebody does die because that's the kind of way it goes yeah um and i just love the look of secret kind of and underground and yeah, the authorities do really, don't want it to happen. Yes, and they do really kind of evoke that with this setting of, you know, this kind of dingy, man-made kind of stands, and um, we see them kind of setting up at the beginning. There's a kind of this beginning montage of them kind of putting it together and building the the whole kind of area, and then even in the fights, like the mat is kind of just 
splattered with all this dried blood and people are just fighting on it and you know and so it kind of really plays to to the brutality of what this whole kind of event builds up yeah. to it feels like it's the basement of a nightclub or something like that yes and i will say that i mean i don't think the contact was done very well in terms of the fights uh but the I, fights do you know in what general... i would agree with that i don't think they ever touched each other <laughs> yeah and it was very obvious they didn't really cut well there were moments where they did smart things like you know shooting from below and things like that but there were some very there were too many shots where you could easily tell that you know nobody was really making any kind of real contact which is interesting because i've heard a lot of complaints about jean-claude van damme i think he even went to court and was sued because he was somebody who didn't like to pull back who liked to hit for real right and he actually injured a stuntman and and blinded him like in one eye like he lost an eye because he like really went in for a hit or whatever so it's not very nice yeah so so maybe that's later on in his career but here yeah it was very kind of just didn't look good in terms of just the contact aspect but i think the fights how they were kind of choreographed and styled i think looked good but yeah it was just kind of obvious there was no contact this the staging of the fights yes is really good and you say that maybe that came later in van damme's career van damme looks pretty young in this movie i mean yeah and i mean even fresh-faced he looks boyish yes and even like a lot of the times he's doing like the same move over and over again which like if you were watching something like a john wick or something you're never gonna see uh, like a choreographed fight where somebody is doing the same move repeatedly like if you're playing a video game and you just keep pressing the same kind of like punch button to make something happen but van damme just i think being a natural fighter they kind of maybe just let him you know go at it and so he was just kind of doing moves and there wasn't a lot of attention put into like a full chore choreographed thing so there are moments where he's doing like the same kick oh like maybe three or four times in a row but even that maybe to me felt kind of real in the fact that like if you're fighting someone for real you're gonna if that kick is landing then you're probably going to do it a couple of times, you know, to, yeah. to, to get that hit. You're not going to be doing some fancy thing. You're going to do what works to win the fight. So if that kick is working in a real fight, then you might do that kick a couple of times. So that kind of weirdly added some realism to it for me in terms of kind of like the moves that they were doing. The only thing that just kind uh, of took me out of it was the lack of contact being very obvious. I, I will say that it didn't add realism for me. It, it actually added unrealism for me, which I actually <laughs> think heightened the whole experience of okay. actually watching the movie. Okay. I felt that was, there was one scene where he must have done this flying roundhouse kick about five times in a row. <laughs> yeah. And at, at like, one it point felt I thought, like you were watching a video game. Like, oh, I'm going to yeah. keep doing this. Like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> but at, at one point, I, I thought it was just kind of replaying the same kick as though it was doing it in slow-mo. Yeah. Uh, because it was I shot I think there were some shots like that as well, yeah. Um, But, but by, like, the third 
time he was doing this flying roundhouse kick, you realized, oh, no, these are consecutive flying roundhouse kicks. <laughs> this is not the same kick. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it, it, it does make it feel like a video game. I think the fighting styles and, and the fighting staging is very video game like it's why i said this is a better street fighter movie than street than fighter. street fighter yeah because it, it it feels like that i think it should have felt like that i wanted this movie i didn't really know anything about blood sport going into watching this movie but i wanted it to feel like just pure in-ring martial arts after blow for one blow another kind of, and it yes. did feel like that it felt yeah. like that was the entire core of this movie there was very little else going on yes, yes well, i like that that was the bit focus of a we interest. get that promise of blood sport and that's what we get it is it's a, a sport of blood but like i said yes you get this little bit of a love interest and yes of course you get the uh, authorities, the two detectives oh, from the U.S. Defected, yes, to... he, he's defected. He's defected from the military, so he has these two, um, and he's he's wanting to compete in this tournament because we get this whole kind of flashback of him like sneaking into this man's house and with some friends, and they go to like take this sword, um, and he gets caught. Mr. Tanaka, yes, and Mr. Tanaka kind of sees him try to take the sword and then ends up kind of being this mentor figure to him and teaching him. Um, he befriends Mr. Tanaka's son, the son, and, and he like has, you know, Frank be a uh, sparring partner for his son, but won't actually train him when they're younger, but him and the son become really good friends until the son dies. So now kind of Mr. Tanaka feels like he doesn't really have any purpose. So, Frank is like, well, train me. You know, I, I, I will fight. I can go do this tournament when it t the time is right and whatever. So then, Mister Tanaka ends up training him. So we do get our fun '80s movie, <laughs> so, oh, you know, certainly, training certainly. montage of him learning to fight and and the trials of all of that. And the, now, you know, which leads to him joining this tournament to kind of honor mr tanaka so that's why it's like so important for him to he would risk defecting to compete in this tournament because mr tanaka's kind of like on his deathbed he's not doing yeah. well and he wants to just make him proud and and do this tournament in honor of his son and all of these things and and everything he's put into it so um yeah that they do give this build of like why it's important for him to to be in this tournament so then after kind of we get this flashback then we kind of end up spending a lot of time with the tournament which i which i like we do yeah but it, it's important to give that kind context i think it, yeah. it you didn't necessarily need it i think you could have had this movie simply follow this one guy, guy who wants to do this who, tournament yeah exactly wants to do the tournament is in the tournament and he is presented as our lead so we gravitate towards him and that's how that works but to have that genuine i think emotional weight to it to the it's reasoning nice. behind it because in that flashback you know when he's, he's, he goes to visit mr tanaka who's very ill um and that's when we get the flashback to to tell us about their relationship yeah when tanaka's son dies he's obviously distraught um but and it's because 
Tanaka says uh, this martial arts, this style, this whatever it is, has been passed down father and son for centuries and centuries. And this is what I was doing to my son. And now that can no longer be done because he's too old or whatever. He can't, whatever. Yeah, and he doesn't so, have his son to pass it along to now. So he what doesn't he have his son do? anymore. Yeah. So this is why, obviously, now Frank is a semi-adopted kind of son figure in his yeah. life. Um, requests to be trained and it's why a, a number of people when he gets to Hong Kong when he gets to the Kumite are questioning how he can possibly be one of the Tanaka clan people <laughs> yeah. as he's very clearly not Asian <laughs> yes and how he can you know be proficient in this style and yeah so yeah. he does get a bit of questioning and so they, there are but some I'd... fun little moments that illustrate his skill when he does meet this reporter woman she's kind of getting hassled by some guys and he kind of has this little wager with them you know if i can snatch this coin out of your hand then you're going to leave her alone there's and... a little bit of uh, cultural <laughs> appropriation going on in this yeah. movie as well i think isn't there yeah, in terms of different people's ethnicities and things like that not not necessarily even yeah. Chinese people, because this is, this is Hong Kong or people from Hong Kong <coughs> or anything like that. But the, these people are Middle Eastern people who are harassing this one and are, are presented very unfavorably. Yeah. I think it has to be said in this movie incredibly two dimensionally. These things are to be expected. I mean, to yeah, a certain especially extent. Especially in this era of time, yeah. To a certain extent, the. the Chinese people in this movie are presented a little bit two-dimensionally. Yeah. But at, at least I think the movie is is focused on a part of their individual culture. Yes. Or and I mean I mean in the world of the I movie. had to I had to sit back and think about do I need to be offended by this black man doing some type of monkey style? <laughs> All that, yeah, oh <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, 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 there's so things. many just little things, and you're just like '80s, okay. <laughs> but you are kind of going '80s action movie, okay? Sure, this happened, you know. Yeah. This was the attitude, but yeah, it's so you get that introduction to her. Um, it's a very to be fair, it's very cool from Van Damme. Yeah, very you know, slick scene. So he does go to snatch the coin. coin and the guy, you know, still feels the coin in his hand. So he's like, ha ha ha, you didn't get your loser. But then he opens his hand and it's a completely different coin. Van Damme was so fast that he switched <laughs> it to a completely different coin. Oh! <laughs> oh! Nonsense, Van Damme. No, you didn't do that. I'm not buying it and for once. Of course, one he's got his, his his homie Jackson right there to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, this guy looks so much like Peter Jackson, and his name's but just Jackson. obviously <laughs> way taller. Yeah, his name is Jackson, um, but he just has the hair and the beard and the kind of heavier persona. Yeah, it's just so he's he, when he does his fights, he's literally just like of Peter Jackson. He's just like face palming people in the face and then taking them down that way. Yeah, so, a cross yeah. between Peter Jackson and like Andre the Giant. 
That's what that's yeah, what he is. I think I that's fair. But I just know him, yes, as Ogre from from Revenge of the Nerds. Well, yeah. I I think <laughs> one one other element, obviously, to this movie. And I think, like I said, the the real emotional weight I think comes from the knowledge of the is you know Frank's history with Tanaka and growing up there. I think Tanaka actually gives a really quite emotional performance for not being in the movie too much, for yeah. being obviously ill and and then in the flashbacks for losing his son and, and training Frank and all this kind of stuff. I think it's really quite good. It's not taking any cues from the Karate Kid whatsoever. Do no. not <laughs> remotely think that this is in any way trying to be the Karate Kid. No, because definitely of not. Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it is. Definitely not. <laughs> you might as well have had a fly being caught by chopsticks. I mean, instead so of obvious. waxing on and off, he's like serving tea blindfolded. <laughs> it's this same thing. But I suppose in all martial arts movies, you end up having... You're going to have a training montage with some very kind of a training key montage. moments, key, key uh, um, learning kind of movements <laughs> yes but yeah. but even the similarly not strained but not contentious i don't know what word i'm trying to think of the mentor mentee relationship yeah that is half reluctant i mean i don't think even it was half reluctant on daniel's part from you know, Miyagi was the one who was saying, yeah, let's go, let's go. And yeah. Daniel was like, oh, I don't want to do this, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Come You're on. just making me do chores. This is not learning anything. But I suppose in this movie, it's actually half reluctance on Tanaka's part because Frank's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, I'll Frank's the one who wants to train. But Tanaka's <laughs> like, no, you're not my son. I can't do it. Um. So, yeah. So I, I, like, I suppose I like how it's switched in that way. Yeah. Um, but we do get, as you said, because Frank has defected from the military and runs away and that's not allowed, we get our US detectives or US FBI <laughs> agents or whatever they're supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Fumbling, bumbling on his around. Tail <laughs> yes. One of them being the played by Force Whitaker, who literally has a, a strong history if you thought reginald vell johnson played a cop and everything just take a look at forrest whitaker's history he's literally a cop in so many movies i think there is a stark difference between the police officers of reginald vell johnson and those of forrest whitaker though because reginald vell johnson plays blue collar police officers yeah that's true he plays you know, on, on the beat police officers in the car, you know, at the scene and all in that. In the uniform. Forrest yeah. in the uniform. Forrest Whitaker plays detectives. Yeah, that's true. In the suit. Forrest Whitaker and he's never typically puts on the police uniform. Yes, he has, but definitely not as much as he hasn't. Um, and he's always kind of the the detective who is after your our protagonist, but then in the end kind of sympathizes with them and is like supportive. <laughs> I just think that's Forrest Whitaker's person. I just think that that is Forrest Whitaker to a yeah. T. 
I think yeah. someone who can at first be incredibly contentious, incredibly kind of aggressive, but obviously just has so much love and heart within him that by the end you're just like, ah, oh, okay, let's go. We're friends now. Yeah, it's I like just, taking I, I, three and like yeah. phone booth and then of course this movie as well he's after van damme most of the time but then by the end he's cheering him on at the end of the kumite so yes, yeah come on Frank. it's like you yeah. wanted to come here you 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 tracked him down all the way to hong kong you went to mrs tanaka and you asked him where frank was because he visited the house you have tracked him down forrest whitaker all the way to hong kong you've got all this flight and all this time Go over there. You've tracked him down in Hong Kong. You've had this ridiculous chase scene, which I this, know you want to talk yes. about. <laughs> and and by the end of the movie, you you want to find out where the Kumite is, what the Kumite is, why Frank's at the Kumite. Is Frank even at the Kumite? You go there, and you're like, I've got you now, Frank. He's just like, just let me do this one last thing. This is at the end of the movie. I need to do it. I'll come with you tomorrow once I've just let me do this thing. Lee, you know? Yeah. And then they just sat there, the two of them, Forrest Whitaker and the other guy. They just sat there in the front row next to the reporter lady, cheering Frank on <laughs> like they're his biggest fans now. Yeah. You're wanting to arrest this man. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, Frank, yeah, buddy. Frankie. Yeah, yeah, buddy. It's nonsense. Yes, after this great chase that, yes, if you've watched TikTok, like, people have turned this whole scene into a Mentos commercial, which, if you put the Mentos music on it, it's so perfect. So it's kind of this chase to the streets of Hong Kong, and he's, like, ducking through boats and going through alleys and sneaking by things and just, like, giving this silly, goofy smile back at them, you know, when he gets away, and they're fumbling and bumbling, trying to walk over the boats, and then they, like, oh, fall in the water, and he just gets on, you know, a little... (laughs) <laughs> a little like buggy thing and this like you know does a little salute to them and it's like mentos the fresh maker <laughs> all, so yes good. all the while forest whitaker is is bumbling phenomenally yes it's great <laughs> i really i i did like forest whitaker in this movie i think he is he is the definitely the very young and fresh faced as well he is he's definitely the standout of the two detectives i think the older guy um played by by the looks of it norman burton i've got up here um is a little bit straight he's a little bit kind of yeah because even to the point yes because even but when because the one that i feel just does more i feel like he's allowed to do more and he gets annoyed more like he's not trying to finesse things too much like when they go to question miss tanaka about where he is he's just like we know he was here just tell us and then the the other older cop is like it's fine thank you for your time let's go but forrest whitaker's like just annoyed like i know he's been here you just tell us lady and yeah the other officer's like no we we, you know thank you for your time let's go let's get out of here so yeah he's very much kind of the more impatient one i need to get answers i don't care about finesse and all that type of type of cop so (laughs) yeah no i i like him in this movie and they they meet with 
uh, a seemingly high up police officer in Hong Kong as well. Um, when when they go over there, who had I never quite understood kind of what his role was. Yeah. Um, he just seemed like any police officer in Hong Kong, but <laughs> they just go to him. It was a little bit kind of like he doesn't seem like a boss figure or no. a leader figure. He's just like a cop, and I don't understand kind of why why, why his purpose why yeah. him above everybody else really. But they go to him, and he gets involved in in you know, discovering where Frank is, is and what Frank's Frank doing and, and, yeah. and all this as well. Um, but like we said, all the while we're getting Van Damme doing the splits in between him beating people yeah, half to death. We're in the getting ring. all these fight montages of random fighters, like, you know, and we're getting yeah. like decently length fight sequences of random fighters fighting each other. And then, so we'll see them do their fight and then either Jackson will fight the, the next guy that we just saw win. And then, you know, we'll see another fight and then we'll see Frank fight the guy who won that fight. So I like kind of them actually kind of going through the tournament and us getting kind of lengthy fight scenes and seeing different styles and, um, you know, somebody will I, get this kick to their face and then there's blood splattering and it's just yeah. very, you know, living up to the title. So I thought that was kind of really focusing in on the fights and, and seeing the progression of the tournament. I thought, you know, those scenes were a lot of fun. I do like how, you know, the, the, the movie, the way the movie looks felt very grounded, actually. It didn't feel like you were in some sort of fake world or anything like that. Yeah. Because maybe the, the closest pure, let's all travel to this one area to a fighting tournament movie I can think of is Mortal Kombat, which... <laughs> Is yeah. just when you're the, going the to of green screen out world that definitely doesn't it's, exist. <laughs> it's so unreal, yeah. you know the 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 world of Mortal Kombat that I just like. I like that this movie, and I, I mean, there's there's plenty of movies like Bloodsport that are a bunch of people going to a fighting tournament and things like yeah. that. Yeah, there's one with Eric. You think of Eric Eric even Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Enter the Dragon's exactly the same kind of thing. There's one with Eric Roberts that is Eric Roberts. Okay, yes. <laughs> which is, is yeah, I watched that. Well, one Eric Roberts plays a fighter. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> I think it's called the best of the best or something like that. <laughs> okay, but yeah. no, I'm thinking you know, Enter the Dragon is is very similar in in aesthetic to this movie even though that's obviously an early 70s movie and yeah but i mean in terms of it feeling like a genuine location where something actually yeah, happens and supposedly like if we i suppose we city. believe the, yeah if i suppose we believe the real frank dukes it did happen it does happen it does really exist it does exist um but it it, it feels like that it feels genuine it feels authentic and it feels real and i think that adds a lot to the movie while obviously being you know it having heightened filmmaking techniques in it it's got these these elaborate montages and beautiful sunset split shots of van damme you know and things like that that are obviously staged that are obviously yeah. not real 
Um, I like that it doesn't feel like a, a an effects mess. And I know it's it's 1988, so it really probably couldn't have done. But when I'm comparing it to something like Mortal Kombat, that's really only six years afterwards. It's not like loads of time after. 94, I think, Mortal Kombat is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, to have that movie be as ridiculously fake, fake as it is. In terms of the environment. Yeah. And, and for this movie to just not feel, feel any like of that really, at all. Yeah. Feel like we're really there. We're in this city. And then when we're here. And I think it helps that in the very beginning we saw this whole montage of them really like building this this arena and putting it together. And Yeah. 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 Because it, it does, I mean, that arena does feel very kind of higgledy-piggledy. It feels... Yes, which that's kind together. of what it should be. It's this underground, kind of hidden, dirty kind of thing. And, like, I think, you know, even the reporter um, kind of describes this as, like, cockfights with people. Yeah, so it's gonna feel kind of so. grimy and low-budget and, you know, it definitely feels that way. I mean, it's not a, it's not a fighting style because... I believe that the fighting style, the actual martial art on the show is ninjutsu. Um, but it's not a it's not a fighting style, it's not a martial art with a ring. So there's no yeah. ring there, so it's kind of open. Yes. Um you know, I and I, I like that. I like the I suppose that is is the more of a danger element to having no ring. Yeah, I mean, I mean many martial kind of arts, open... I suppose, don't have rings. You think yeah. about the karate kid, doesn't but have yeah, a ring, it's like just it? mats. You're just on this yeah. open mat, so it's kind of like that. But you get to see all the blood spray all over it because it's this white mat. So I like well, that. Could kind go of all adding. over the people. <laughs> yes. Um. So we do kind of get to our big kind of moment and where our kind of uh, uh, kind of issues with the, our, the, our big villain kind of come to a head um, because throughout this tournament, you know, Jackson is rooting for Frank and Frank is rooting for Jackson. And then it's Frank's turn to kind of take on the big bad Chong Lee. And he is, you know, brutally beaten. Jackson's the, turn. You mean. Yes. Yes. Um, so Jackson is brutally beaten by Chong yeah. Lee and uh, sent to the hospital. So now, not only is it about kind of winning this tournament like it always was and, and you know, paying tribute to, you know, his master and all of these things. Now it's about kind of this vengeance uh, for his friend, Jackson. So that just adds another layer to why you want to see him beat this big bad. So when we get kind of this big build to this fight, um, we see them kind of fighting like the... the we see the fights that kind of get them to each other. Yeah. You know, be more kind of like against bigger guys and harder fights and all kinds of things. So I like kind of that build to them kind of coming together. So once they kind of fight each other, that's, you know, the big moment we're waiting for. And Chong Lee, you know, plays dirty and he, uh, oh, he, does. Gets, he gets stuff in, in Frank's eyes. So now Frank is blinded. 
But of course, you go back to his training. He did things where he had to use his senses and he couldn't see and he's blindfolded. So he and, you know, throughout the movie, we see him really focusing on meditation. And um, that was a lot of part of his training as well was kind of meditating and focusing on him and, you know. And Is it's not a little bit and, use the force, Frank. Basically, basically, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so, you know we see Frank kind of struggling and, you know, he can't see and he's panicked and all of this. So it isn't until he kind of takes a moment to remember his training as you do in these types of movies. And then he can kind of sense around him and, and, you know, then he can kind of, you know, anticipate Chong Lee's hits and, and fight back and so this is where we kind of get this big moment where he's fighting blind essentially uh so it makes which is very impressive so yeah so it makes the 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 ending that much more impressive because it's very much a karate kid situation where our protagonist is is injured and they still have to kind of find figure out a way to make it happen so um which is typical as well, though, isn't it? I mean, we're we're we all we're all there thinking, yes. Oh my goodness! What can make can, this how... big fight even bigger and better and more impressive? Yeah. Yes, but we're also all thinking, how on earth can our protagonist possibly get out of this situation? He looks absolutely dead in the dirt. Yes. How will our ridiculously strong villain not win this battle? Yeah. Frank can no longer see, but wait, he doesn't have to be able to see. No, he's training, training, and it's all very typical. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with being typical if no. you know how to play with it. Yeah. And the movie knows how to play with it. It knows how to be the perfect kind of heightened fighting movie that it is. I don't think there's any part of this movie that... I don't think there's any part of this movie that's treated silly, but I don't think there's any part of this movie that isn't fully aware of just how over-the-top it actually is in its its styling, in its characterizations, in its story elements in its aesthetic yeah and that is a very i think it's a fine line a hell of a lot of 80s action movies hit that line perfectly definitely Mm -hmm. but some some do fall either side it works so well as a a movie of its type of its era like i said yeah it, it it fits really well and that's why i think i really really enjoyed it because i had just come off of a few weeks ago watching Street Fighter <laughs> the, for the first time. <laughs> for the first time, for the for the, that little discussion we had on on, on Monday, Monday Madness mm-hmm. that wasn't at all what I wanted it to be. This movie was entirely what I wanted it to be, and, and while kind of it may it... have been silly, while it yeah. may have been slightly you know suspend your disbelief it doesn't it doesn't to be able to do that you expect to want to do that it doesn't try not to be that no it doesn't claim to not be that so no so it it, i can't fault it 
I can't fault it. It was it was exactly what I wanted from the movie Bloodsport. And it's actually Yay. gave, you know, it's given more credibility to Van Damme movies for me, to be honest with you, because I've always yeah. thought people people really like Van Damme movies. Why do Why? people really <laughs> like Van Damme movies? I've seen a couple of them. Why do people like these? They're, they're not good. They're like really knockoff Schwarzenegger movies. But this movie has opened my mind a little bit more to that because I think if there's more of them that are similarly styled to this, I'll be more into them. I think Van Damme himself is always kind of charismatic. He's always He always brings a certain charm to the movie. Yeah. And he always does what he does well. But the movie does need to follow suit around him and this movie does follow suit around him. Definitely. It 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 really does. It really does work for me. It Yay. really does. I enjoyed Bloodsport. <laughs> nice. I did mm. want to say as well, actually, mm. the the one thing that the arena itself reminded me of was actually that um kind of underground boxing ring in Escape from New York. Oh, okay that's obviously all kind of strewn together. And that's that's a half dystopian movie, obviously. Yes. But it because it all felt very man-made and very unofficial, um, and obviously it kind of fights to the death because anything goes, it felt a little bit like that. A little okay. bit like that. Which kind of made me want to go back and re-watch Escape from New York. <laughs> Yeah. As well, because it's been a long time since yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's been a while that. since I've seen that. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. But no, I, I I have all the time in the world for Bloodsport, Jimmy. All right. If we want to sing the Louis Armstrong song, which we don't. All the time in the world. That would, that would be <laughs> unnecessary. Bonds. It wouldn't yes. fit with this movie at all. It's far too a, It's far too much of a kind of introspective thoughtful song yes <laughs> not a silly song uh, but i do I, I really really enjoyed this yay yay all right well kicking off this new series with a bang uh, next week certainly. we're gonna be getting into girl fight which will be a new one for me a movie i've heard so much about boxing, right yes yes um yeah so I'll be excited to be getting into that with you next week. <laughs> mm. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez, yeah, becoming who she continues she to needs be. To be, <laughs> yeah, pretty after much. over twenty years. I mean, when's Girl Fight from? Ooh. I assume. I want to say like nineties. Yes, like mid to late 90s. I assume just before she did Fast and Furious. <laughs> like just before. 2000. 2000, okay. Yeah. And, for, and the first Fast and Furious was... No, no, that might have been before. When was the first right. Fast and Furious? Um, 2001. 2001, okay, yeah. so it is just before. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yes, I suppose typical Michelle Rodriguez, but we at least learn why she became who she became. <laughs> yes. Thanks to this movie. Um, so I, I'm, I'm 
looking forward to that, to be honest with you. And of course, yeah. that's actually a boxing movie. Yes. Um, not, not that we're focusing just on boxing movies, clearly, you know. Martial arts movie here, boxing movie next week, robot fighting movie the week <laughs> after. Yeah. And then, okay, two more boxing movies to finish yeah. off the month. Um, but boxing is obviously a big part of the world of sports fighting. Yes. And it's actually the the sports fighting I I tend to respect. Martial arts as well, I suppose. But UFC, I can't be doing with. I don't like UFC. And I know Warrior's a good movie. I know Warrior is a good movie, but I can't be doing with professional beating each other up, which is exactly what I consider UFC. There's no style to it. There's no yeah. reason to it. There's no. Should have had you watch uh, <laughs> the uh, UFC movie with Kevin James. Apps. Oh dear God! I would have thrown up. That actually like, makes me feel like I want to throw. It's up. like Warrior, but with Kevin James. Oh, that really does. He's make a me teacher, feel like to and he needs to make money to save the school. <laughs> um, I, feel, I feel sick, Janine. Again, guess guess who produced that movie? Sandler, no doubt. <laughs> Happy Madison, yeah. What a surprise! <laughs> um, <laughs> huge surprise. Why does Kevin James still get money because of Sandler? That's why. <laughs> he actually got into like decent shape for it, but yeah. I don't yeah. care if he got in decent shape. Good for Kevin James for getting in decent shape for this movie, sure. But absolutely not, please. <laughs> yeah. But no, I know people like UFC. I know people like MMA. But yeah. it really does just come across as professional beating each other up. Because have a style. That's why I like martial arts. It's very defined, yeah. When, when you're in martial I know it's mixed martial arts and all that business. But why is it mixed? You know, like, why can you just do anything? Have a technique. If you have, ha you know, have a... A set parameter of style that you're yes. kind of focusing in on. Yeah. Have a technique, have a style, have a denomination, almost, of martial arts. Not mixed. Not do whatever you not want, essentially. Not people in the heads, but also bite them, but also... <laughs> you know <laughs> grapple them no one or the other please <laughs> you know yes which is why i respect martial arts and i certainly respect boxing because there's a there's a, a very strict kind of science to boxing almost yeah. isn't there it's, it's very very thoughtful yes well, um, we'll see a lot of that coming up we so. will and this is obviously in honor of creed 3 Yes. And um, this entire series, which, you know, this is, we're recording this before we've seen Creed 3. I'm led to believe people are very much enjoying it. Yes, I think Early they said it was good. Reviews. I've heard that, you know, there are a couple scenes that felt like, you know, why isn't Rocky there? But uh, other than shit, that, yes. they craft a great story around him. And, and and Michael B. Jordan does a great job directing. I'm told he takes a lot of inspiration from anime fights for some of the fight Ooh. sequences. So that'll be really fun and dynamic, I think, because he is an anime fan. Um, and, I hope yeah. it's not like a definite style from anime because you could you imagine if it just turns into like a freeze frame but then like, like shuffles forward and just goes ah and you see the lines 
you see the lines, you see the the the, the smoke and fist <laughs> kind of become immediately huge yes. and then go back down and then their just eyes go, get Pow! big. Yes, and a big smoke cloud, <laughs> <laughs> big dust cloud. I really um, hope the you know I really hope Michael B. Jordan versus Jonathan Majors does not turn into Pokemon Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z. Oh, we'll see. Certainly uh, not yes. Pokemon. I mean, imagine if they just had Pokemon in there. That would be... Oh, no. No, no, no. That would no, be no, really no. strange. <laughs> but, yes, we will... We The series is inspired by this that film. So, um, yeah. I'm excited to yes. talk more fighting movies. Why is Rocky not in Creed 3? Do we even know? There's a whole dispute with... with Stallone? Somebody, Stallone does not own the rights to that. So there's a whole kind of dispute on the ownership of that. And I think because of that, he, he's been outspoken about the frustrations of, of the character's role in these movies because of the ownership issues, something like that. So, uh, so, so oh, Stallone doesn't actually own Rocky Balboa then? Yes, I believe oh, that's okay. kind of the situation. So we can definitely do more research and look into that when we do our big Creed 3 review. But I see. Which is such a shame, really. Yes, yes. I'm sure his, I'm sure Michael B. Jordan doesn't have anything against Stallone. No, I, I would so... hope it's not between them and it's purely a ownership. Yeah. People messing with Stallone and sadly, you know. The very he kind of created but um yes i would like to think that it's and hope that it's not between the two of them yes absolutely let's have faith it isn't but applause for blood sport Yay. today applause for blood sport a, a really very very enjoyable movie and a great way to start off this series <laughs> on morgan hasn't seen but of course morgan hasn't seen is not the only show we have on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, we do have Monday Madness every Monday, which is our chilled out topical show where we have things like reviews and talk about movie news and TV news and trailers and new shows and main discussions based on something that's happened and play games and all this kind yeah. of fun stuff on the Monday show. Um, and our main show, of course, every Friday, It's a Wonderful podcast where we celebrate old movies we show love to them, we discover new old movies, because that's what we just enjoy doing. And we, we love old movies on It's a Wonderful yeah. Podcast. This is a big area of fondness for us. Yes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do have you covered on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Amazon Music, and everywhere else with those three shows you can also subscribe and ding the notification bell on the it's a wonderful podcast youtube channel for monday madness in full video form and it's 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 full glory um every monday as well as all the other stuff we have on the youtube on the youtube channel as well excuse me including morgan's movie collection other movie reviews retro trailer reactions watch alongs janine's uh, scream content that's Yay. still going strong currently um bunch of other stuff over on the 
uh, YouTube channel as well. If you would like to support us on Patreon or donate in any such way, like the wonderful people we shouted out before, there are links in the description to follow if you are feeling very, very generous, because we can't do what we do without those wonderful people. So uh, we, we love them dearly for helping support us, yes. for continuing to support us in uh, that way, in the most special way. Um, and for just showing us love, and we love them in response for doing that. Um, but yes, there are links if you would like to join us there. And you can also find the show on social media. Find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at The Purple Don with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram and TikTok at The Purple Don. I promise I will put actual movie stuff on TikTok. Yes, I've we're just waiting. been doing the shows. <laughs> there is only so much time. I know it doesn't take time, but I promise I will. I will craft a movie TikTok. Promise. But yes, you can find me there. Janine, all of your heart-hitting fighting stuff is well. <laughs> you can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch any of our shows, you can find that at our Teespring shop. Just check the description for the link or search It's Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. There is only one thing left to do. Janine, obviously I want an impression of Van Damme. Oh my gosh, so I come can't. On. Bit of Belgian, please. Three, two, one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You could have also spoken French. Yeah, I can't do that. Come with me.